It's so good to be here at Newhart Foursquare Church to give God the glory, to give God the honor and all the praise for what he's done and what he is doing. I just want to say, you know, Pastor Chuck, thank you for inviting me and to giving me a, a word of encouragement today. You know, my message to you is, uh, behold, where is the word of the Lord? Let it come now. As Charles was talking about earlier, everywhere you went, you go to church. Times we're out of town, we go to church two and three times a day. <laughs> but you know what? The thing about it is you're starting your day off correctly because you're doing what the Word of God says. Don't forsake yourself of the assembly. So give yourselves a big hand for just being here. Amen. Hallelujah! Glory! Let me tell you, something good's going to happen. Are you ready for it? See, every time I go to church, I'm like, ka-ching, I'm, I'm checking off that box. Lord, I put my, my best foot forward by going to church. Now, how many of some people come to church out of, okay, I got this problem. I got that problem. I got this problem. Now, you just ask yourself, why are you here at church today? I got a problem. It's not good. You know, we, we come to God because he tells us to come on to you all who labor and are heavy, what? Laden, and I will give you rest. So how many of you need a word today? Pastor Chuck, when I was at a church in San Antonio, I go to two, three churches, and I said, I want to come out of this church. I want to be fired up. <laughs> you better be fired up before you come. <laughs> Don't let, look at your neighbor and say, don't let the fire go out. <laughs> Stoke that fire, just burn, turn it on, you know. And, you know, I was flying this week, and the pilot came up to me, and I was talking to the pilot. He was from Torrance. I said, how'd you get into flying? Oh, he gave me a long story and so on and so forth, and he's in Dallas, Texas. Then I was talking to a guy who was um, talking about he sells planes. I said, what's the best plane and the worst plane? To get on, he said, oh, don't get on those foreign planes because they don't mate them very well. I said, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> but it's important to know the altitude that you're flying at. If you're flying at 10,000 feet and there's turbulence, just tell your neighbor, say, take it higher. Take it higher. <laughs> say, I can go higher, amen? Now, in order to make that relevant, if you're having turbulence at 10,000 feet, you better jump up to 20,000 feet, all right? Because it's smoother sailing up there. Why stay in your trouble and in your turbulence? How do you get higher? Start praying. Well, the Bible says men ought to always what? Pray and not faint. That doesn't exclude the women. Of course, women pray probably better than the men, glory to God. But go give yourselves a hand, women. Go ahead. Come on. Come on. Shout. Let me hear the women shout. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's important because why? We got the keys. Just say, I got the keys. Amen. Are you using the keys? Amen. The Bible says, behold, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Glory to God. Use the keys. Glory to God. When you use the keys, glory, uh, doors are going to open. Amen. And things are going to lock that need to lock. Because God has got your back. God has got you going forward, amen, because he's got great plans for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and to give you a hope. 
How many of you see in the revelation of God working in your life? Now, I've been serving God 40 years, so I have a frame of reference to see where I've come from and where I am. And everything God says is true. Can I get a witness? Can, can, can I, somebody testify? Can I get a second on that emotion? <laughs> okay. See, I'm going to give you a scripture. Uh, Numbers 23, 19 says what? God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Hath he spoken it and shall he not make it good? That's the kind of God I serve. Now, God is God who heals. It says, heal me, O Lord, and I what? Shall be healed. Save me, O God, and I shall be saved, for thou art my praise. Come on, let's lift up our hands right now and just praise him, praise him. Touch God right now because of what you need from him, whether it be healing, whether it be deliverance, whether it be peace, whether it be joy, whether it be whatever the situation of financial breakthrough, God is Shema. He is present, glory to God, to touch you right where you need to be touched. That's a word for somebody to say, I got I got it, I got it, I got it, glory to God. One of the things God told me, he says, now some people get happy when they get a breakthrough. And it's only temporary. But God says, where we live is a royal, regal, righteous place of positioning to where we understand the eternalness of God. When we praise God, we praise him from the wellspring of eternity, knowing that our destiny is to be with him forevermore. See, we don't just praise, oh, okay, I'm a temporary praise. No, it's an eternal wellspring of praise because I know that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life and that on that final day I will see him. Proverbs simply says it like this, the Lord shall be your confidence. Okay, wait a minute, I'm facing trouble, I'm facing trial, I'm facing tribulation. But yet, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me. You got to talk to your trouble like, hey, I'm not afraid of you. You know, I, I may have told you this story, but... I used to always be, you know, bullied when I was a kid. There was this one guy. He would always chase me down, shake me down. And, you know, one day I grew up and I found out I was taller than him. Hey, guess what? He stopped troubling me. He stopped troubling me. One day you're going to realize the thing that tried to get, get you to trip, stumble, fall, and slip. You're going to defeat it because you're going to realize that truly the word is true. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm tired of being afraid. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of being defeated. I'm tired of being oppressed. It's time for me to rise up, to take the sharp two-edged sword of the word of God, and to put the flight, the fears of the enemy, and to take on strength, and to mount up, and to soar, and to increase in the increase of Almighty God. See, I'm telling you something out of reality. See, you can't just hold the Word of God and just put it in your mind. It's got to be put to action. 
you got to put it to the test. God, your word says, this is a word, a right now word for somebody as you stand upon the word of God, as you declare the word of God, as you speak the word of God, and as you sharpen your sword because as you use the word of God, the enemy has said, whoa, I can't stop those people. I can't stop those believers at New Heart. The New Heart believers are energized. The New Heart believers are fortified. The New Heart believers are suited up. What's your armor? I got my helmet on. My mind is protected. I've got the helmet of salvation. Come on, somebody. You got the helmet of salvation? You can't just have one a part of it. You got to have all of it. So your feet, touch your feet. Say, my feet are anointed, glory to God. So wherever I go, the gospel of peace is coming with me. The gospel of peace. I got my belt on. My belt is truth, amen. My loins are girt about with truth. I got the breastplate of righteousness. I've got the shield of faith, and I've got the sharp two-edged sword, the word of Almighty God, amen. Did I forget anything, Pastor Chuck? <laughs> you know, you got to have it all on. In other words, when you come to church, you got to be ready to throw down. You got to be ready to fight. You got to be ready to have and done all the stand. I'm standing, glory to God. I'm standing tall. My wife often tells me sometimes I, I get up a little slow and I'm a little stiff and say, straighten up. I say, thank you, man. <laughs> My wife, I, it's good to have a wife that a Say, command your husband to stand up straight, stand up tall. Why? Because you know what? We are royalty. How many of y'all feel royal? I got half of hands, half the crowd. How many? Well, there's a difference. You feel royal, but how many absolutely know that you're royal? Let me see both your hands. Both your hands. Come on, you know you're royal. See, you got to go by what is written. If God gives you a word, you got to cash it in. Amen? How many of y'all got checks that you just let none of, just stay on your dresser drawer or wherever, and you're not cashing them? God is saying, it's time for my church to take my word and to stand on it. Cash in on my word, glory to God. You know what? I make a confession, Pastor Chuck. I say, God will make my wrongs right. He'll perfect that which concerns me because I want to be at the right place. Say it with me. Say, I want to be at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, getting the right results all the time, every time in the name of Jesus. See, you, you, you'll meet your confessions. You'll meet your confessions. Let me tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you a story. The Bible tells you he'll make your crooked path straight, your rough places smooth, and your uneven ground level. I make that declaration because it's the Word of God. You can't go wrong when you speak the Word of God. When you're speaking the Word of God over your children and your grandchildren and your children's children, you need to declare Isaiah 49, 25. It says, the Lord will contend with that which contend with me, and he will save my children. Let me say it again because that's a powerful scripture. How many of y'all facing something? How many of you dealing with something? Well, the Bible says, I will contend with it. What? Turn it over to Jesus. Well, how did that little song we used to say? 
Turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over to Jesus. And you can smile. What? The rest of the day. I'm sorry. I'm not a singer. But how many of y'all turn it over to Jesus? If you don't turn it over to Jesus, I recommend you turn it over to Jesus. When you turn it over to Jesus, you can smile the rest of the day. Now, let me tell you what happens. The enemy gets upset when you're, you're lifting up your hands. When, when praise is going on and you're lifting up your hand and you know you got a problem at home, you know you got a problem come Monday on your job, you know you got a problem when the bank comes uh, knocking on your door, when you know, you know, you know you got a problem. But yet you still praise God. I will yet praise him who is the help of my countenance. When you got a pain in your back, when you got a pain in your foot, yet you're lifting up holy hands without wrath or doubt. And you continue to say, Lord, you're God and I'm not afraid. I will not stagger at the promises of God through unbelief. Glory to God. I'm going to stand and see the salvation. I'm going to stand and see God working. I'm going to stand and see the end results of what God is going to do. Why? Because look, we have a champion. Jesus spoiled principalities and powers and rulers of darkness so that we can rise up and stand up and be the men and women of God he's anointed you to be. How many of you know you're anointed? Just say, I'm anointed. Say it again, I'm anointed. One more time, I am anointed. How many of y'all look for challenges? Ooh, that's a hard one. You know, God challenged me. You know what he did? He said, call that person and tell them you're sorry. I don't want to do that. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I did it. How many of you do things where God tell you, pray for that person? Okay, Lord. They might not accept me, but I'm going to pray for them. There are challenges. God is looking for the conquerors. God is looking for ones who say, you know what? I'll put my pride aside. I'll humble myself under the mighty hand of God. And Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I want to do it. Challenge me. Lord, I, I believe I can do it. We confess Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Declare it. Decree it. And then do it. That's the key. When you do it, that's when you're going to see the evidence. That's when you're going to see the dunamis of God manifesting. Let me tell you a story. God will take situations. The scripture tells you in Romans 8, 28, and we know. Somebody say it with me. And we know. No, no, no. Say it like, and I know. I know. K-N-O-W. It's, it's beyond doubt, beyond unbelief. I know that I know, that I know, that I know. I know that all things work together for good for them that what? Love God. To them that call according to his purpose. I love God. Just lift your hands and say, I love God. Glory to God. I love him. So what's going to happen? He, it's God's responsibility now to take your mess and turn it into a miracle. To take your trouble and to turn it into triumph. To take your problem and to turn it into his holy promise. The Bible says all the promises of God, all the promises of God are yes and amen. What's your, what's your need right now? Take an assessment. I want to stop, pause, and see a lot one moment where you look at what you're dealing with. 
and you begin to envision how God is going to work it out. Look, God did something for us. When you, you're talking about tithing, when you give to God, the Bible says he'll give you what? Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. And running over. Man, it's going to give into your bosom. I had a call about a month ago, about three weeks ago. I had a tenant in Texas. I said, Gary, somebody broke into the apartment next door. I said, really? What happened? Oh, the police got him. They're about to let him go. I said, should he be arrested? Yeah, he should be arrested. And, and the thing about it is he's been burglarizing the neighborhood. So I said, oh, no. Well, there goes money I've got to spend. He broke this. He broke that. He bled all over the place. It was crazy. But guess what? Now, I learned something. I have insurance. And the insurance said, oh, yeah, we'll take care of this. We'll take care of that. They gave me so much, not, not a lot of money, but enough money to, like, really? You gave me above and beyond what I thought I would get, plus the deductible. So God turned that bad situation, and he worked it for the good. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Hey, hallelujah, if, as you see it. And so I'm looking and seeing the salvation of God with me. And then all of a sudden, oh, so the, the, the adjuster come. He said, we'll take care of all this. I said, well, praise God. That's a blessing. Because my wife was saying, I'm tired of them old cabinet. I'm tired of the old floor. I'm tired. I'm tired. Let's, now we can upgrade. Glory to God. See how God is working behind the scene because you believe him. You honor him. You give to him. When you honor God, God will say, well, I got to work this out for you. Because you're trusting me. I'm, I'm going to work on your behalf. Then not only that, but also we have to go to court. Not to court, but we went to what they call protest your taxes, where your taxes are really high, and you say, I don't agree with this the decision on how much it is. Do you know that because of what this person did, I went to court and I showed them the evidence, the police report, and the damage that was done? They said, well, if that's the situation, we're going to lower your taxes by $45,000. Is God good all the time and all the time God is good? I'm only saying that for you so that you can take, oh, if he did it for Pastor Gary, he'll do it for me. Glory to God. If he did it for Pastor Chuck, he'll do it for me. God is no respecter of person. God is a God that is good all the time. And he knows, Nahum 1-7, Nahum 1-7, write it down, write it down. This is a word for somebody that you need to declare. See, it's easy to say when, when things have already worked out. Oh, God is good, God is good. But it's even greater when you're in the midst of the fire like Shadrach. Meshach in Abednego. Low king, we not bowing down. See, the problem's trying to get you to bow down. Don't bow down. Don't give up. Don't back up. Don't let up, but rise up, reach up, pray up, stand up, lift up holy hands, because the one who loves you is the everlasting God who never sleeps, never slumbers. He's always on time. See, I'm preaching out of what I've experienced. I'm preaching out of constantly praying. Now, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, there's some things that go beyond your understanding. And you have to go, you got to get in the spirit realm and begin to groan in the spirit. 
you got to begin to seech, beseech God and let the Spirit of God pray through you and pray for you so that he does the secret things for you so that you can see his great salvation. God is amazing. Now, let me tell you something. I want to give you this scripture, Hebrews 7, 25. As you need a word of the Lord, and let the word of the Lord come to you now. Sometimes we think, I'm working too hard. I'm praying too hard. I'm believing too hard. No, you ain't. God gives you the might and the ability. Zechariah says, it's not by your power. It's not by your might. But it's by my spirit, says the Lord. You are fortified with strength on the inside of your soul so that you will have the mind of Christ, the wisdom of God, the intelligence of God, so that you can work the work of the Lord while it is called today. Let me say this again. Say, say this with me. Say, I'm anointed. I'm doing precisely, exactly, correctly, divinely, majestically, exactly what the Spirit of the Lord wants me to do. Well, give yourself a big hand. Come on. Hey, glory to God. I'm doing it. See, the enemy, how many of y'all been serving the Lord over five years? Six years? Ten years? One year? Let's give yourselves a hand. How many of y'all pat yourselves on the back? How many ever just say, oh, you're doing a good boy, a good job, young man. You're doing a great job, amen. You need to encourage your pastor to say, Pastor Chuck, we're going to be like Ur and Thummond. Uh, what Ur and Thummond. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of that. <laughs> they lifted up Moses' arms. Pastor Miriam, they lift up the arms of the believers, of the pastors. When you do that, let me tell you, I know God has done things for me. I, I'm in places where only God could open the doors. I've been in places where the President of the United States was. I've been in places where, you know, if you look at my Facebook post, I'm, I'm in places where people are like, how did you get there? Say, God did it. Look at your neighbor and say, God did it. Now, your faith will open doors that need to open for you. God will take you places. You're like scratching your head. Like when you fast, there's a scripture that says that God in Isaiah 58, in the end of the verse, when you fast and pray, God says, I'm going to cause you to ride the high places of the earth. How many of y'all feel like you're getting ready to rise higher? God is going to begin to open doors. God is going to begin to work works in your life so that you can say, wow, look at what God has done. You know, they used to always talk about the giving of the tithe and giving of the offering. God will do things in you. The Bible says the secret of the Lord is with those that fear him. Do you know God told me years ago, go buy houses. I said, Lord, I ain't got no money. He didn't say, he said, I ain't asked you if you had money. I just said, go. So I went. And when, the, when, the, when it came time for the money, the money showed up. So I bought a house over at John Hagee's church about three miles above his church. And guess what? Today it's paid off. Only God can do that. I only had a regular job, but God will multiply your seed that you sow. God is a God of increase. And just say, I'm a good candidate for God's prosperity. Just rip your hands. Say, I'm a good candidate for God's prosperity.
All right? It, it, you know what? It says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. So guess what? If you're in church, you must be just. You must be a smart person. Hey, I'm seeking the Lord. I, I'm doing a Matthew 6.33. I'm seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things are being added on to me. And then, you know, things just started like, like a snowball pass. Oh, you wanted this house? And people were calling me. They must have thought I was, I was uh, somebody with a lot of money. Hey, you, you want to buy this house? No, how much? Uh, they didn't give it to me. Unbelievable prices. So they kept coming to me. Only God can do that. My wife didn't work. Only I worked. And so I'm just saying to you, believe the living God. He, Deuteronomy 8.18 is one of my... Uh, my email scriptures. I put it on my email. It says, Deuteronomy 8.18 says, It is the Lord thy God who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant with you. See, this is the word of the Lord. Let the word of the Lord come now. Somebody else worried about, oh, I don't have enough. I can't make it. I can't do this. God is a God who God, he provides. When God guides, he provides. Now, I was going back and forth to San Antonio. I would take a bus. I'd take a train. I would take a car. But God says, you know, there were planes that were too expensive. Now, God, just for me, I believe that he took an airline that goes directly from Ontario straight into San Antonio, and I pay like 50 bucks one way. God will do something for you because your faith is believing him. That's the kind of God we serve. God, now let me tell you a quick story. I went from here to Austin, and Austin to San Antonio. And do you know God will use you as you avail yourselves? I'm an evangelist by heart, and I go places. I give in tracts. I'm telling people about Jesus. And so we were headed to uh, San Antonio via the Greyhound because that was our next connection. They said, oh, you're not on this one. You're on the next one. But the guy says, hey, you know what? We got room. Come on. Get on. So we got on. And guess what? There was a guy, a seat open, and a guy who didn't want me to sit there. And so I said, hey, I need to sit here because my wife was sitting over there. And his name was Phil. Guess where Phil was from? West Covina. West Covina Phil. And he's 60 years old. You might know him. He went to South Hills High School. Don't tell him I told you, but I'm telling you anyways. So Phil, you know, it was like, I must need go through Samaria like Jesus said. Well, Phil's been married four times. Oh, my goodness. He said, they only last about nine years, so I'm getting ready. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, you like the woman right away. <laughs> to make it, make a long story short, God put me in there. Phil was telling me all his story, and, and, and he was a truck driver going, get his trucks, move here, going there, and going all over the place, glory to God. And so I was like, wow, thank you, Lord. So, Phil, guess what? I need to pray with you. I need to lead you to Jesus. And as I led him to Jesus, he was so thankful because, see, God will go where he needs to go in order to get someone and pull him out of darkness into the light from the power of Satan on the God that they may receive the forgiveness of God and an inheritance amongst those that are sanctified by faith, which is in Jesus Christ. That's Acts 26, 18. See, you need to have the heartbeat of God. When you're looking, for, God is looking for you to work, and we're looking for God to work. Well, this is a two-way street. I'm working the work of the Lord while it is what? 
called today. New heart, you are working the work of the Lord while it's called today as a body, as a church, as a people, individually, collectively. There is an anointing upon you so that you can get people and say, hey, come with me to church. Come here, my pastor. Come here. Bring your children so that they can be taught the word of God. You'll not regret it. See, everything counts. Make it count. Tell your neighbor, say, make it count. I'm here today, glory to God. I'm making it count, glory to God. I have been, see, I've been downloaded with enough dunamis power so that I can continually trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall harm me. See, you got to take this word and you got to work it and you got to use it and you got to believe it and you got to take that sword out. When the enemy comes against you one way, the Bible says you're going to flee seven ways. Guess what? The word of God is a sharp two-edged sword. See, if you need a word, just say, I need a word from the Lord. All right? Said, behold, now, send now the word. The word is this. Romans 10, 8 simply says this. It says, what saith it? Say it with me. Say, what? 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 Say it with a little swag. What? <laughs> what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. Guess what? Y'all better start unloading. Y'all better start declaring the word of the living God. The Bible says, have faith in God that if you would say unto the mountain. See, your mountain, don't let your mountains dictate to you. Say unto the mountain. Be removed. Be cast in the sea. And I don't doubt in my heart. But I believe that those things that I say will come to pass. I have whatsoever I say it. See, God wants you. You've been anointed to use the word of God. And it's important that we don't let up on the word. That's why I make this declaration. I won't back up. I won't let up. I won't give up. I won't shut up, but I'm going to rise up. I'm going to reach up. I'm going to pray up. I'm going to stand up and lift up the one who is high and lifted up. When you begin to do that, whoo, the enemy say, whoa, I can't mess with him. Can't touch that. Can't touch him. Back up, back up, back up, back up. Don't touch them. They're anointed, glory to God. You got to make a bold declaration. I am anointed. You don't, Pastor G, I'm not as like you, but glory to God. Look, you are like Jesus. It's no longer you that live. It's no longer me that live. I ain't taking no credit. I'm just humbling myself under the mighty hand of God. When they do surgery on they say, just, we knock you out. We, we cut you and fix you and put you back together. Let God circumcise you with the circumcision made without the head. Isn't that what the Bible says? We are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. God is that kind of a good God. Now, I'm going to give you a couple more scriptures. I think my time is up because, you know, we got, we got communion to take and we want to be blessed in receiving the Lord's body and drinking the blood that he represent he shed for us. See, the Bible says he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How many make that declaration? How many of you feel regal? How many of you feel righteous? How many of you feel royal? 
You got to declare it. I, I, I don't just feel it. I am it. I am it. Amen. So make a positive declaration over yourself. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's what? Faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If there's some things, this is a word for somebody. The, the, the Bible tells you in Hebrews 7.25, it's not our power. Hebrews 7.25 simply says this. It says, he who comes unto God by him. Talking about Jesus. He's able. Somebody shout, he's able. Wait, shout it. Just say, he's able. One more time, say, he's able. He's able to save to the uttermost. Why? For he ever liveth to make intercession for those who come to God by him. People of God. Saints of the Most High God, you are in the presence of Almighty God. And God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. And the more you declare his goodness and the intercession that he's already prayed for you, Jesus said, Peter, I have already prayed for you that your faith faileth not. How many of y'all got faith? Amen. Let me see your hand. The Bible said, to every man is given a measure of faith. Let's just say, I'm going to use my faith. Amen? Use your faith. Use it. Use it. Use it. Use it. Use it. I, 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 Pastor Chuck, I'm always trusting God. Lord, I need this done. I need that done. But see, at the same time, I'm working the work of the Lord. I'm helping to save people. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. If someone is crying out for fear, well, guess what? Pastor Gary was there to touch Phil so that Phil can break the curse of divorce and, you know, going from woman to woman and woman to woman and to say, hey, Jesus is in my heart. See, that's what God wants, raising up godly children, godly seed. Give yourselves a big hand because you are in the right place to hear a right now word, to do a right now word because God loves you. God cares for you. God got a plan for you. So don't give up because the word of the Lord is now, 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 now God is Shammah. He is Jehovah Shammah. So I'm going to pray for you. Then I'm going to let Pastor Chuck lead you back into the things that he wants to conclude with. But your declaration is powerful. The enemy, if he could have stopped you a long time ago, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here. You, keep, you give the devil migraines. You give the devil fits. You give him, you depressed, his own depression is working on him. Them people at New Heart, they are the most powerful people in all the world. I got one amen, two amen. If you, look, look, look. They, they chew whatever the devil throws at them. They chew it up and spit it out. The devil thought he could stop you, grandmother. He thought he could stop you a long time ago. But you keep praying. You keep prophesying. You keep proclaiming. And glory to God, this too shall come to pass. 
It's coming to pass. Glory to God. Rise up with me. Let's rise up. Let's rise up. Come on. We're going to touch God right now, right now, right now. Whatever you may have a need of, the word of the Lord is coming to you. The word of the Lord is here right now. Whatever you have need of, whatever has been holding you down, whatever has been trying to keep you up at night and don't allow you to sleep, but to say, wait a minute, I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried. No, there's no worry here. Glory to God. God is my strength. Just declare it as we say, Heavenly Father. Say it again. Say, Heavenly Father. I lift up my hands. I touch you, Lord. I receive every benefit, every blessing, every breakthrough, every miracle. Lord Jesus, you are my high priest. You are my king of glory. You are my king of kings. You are my alpha. You are my omega. You are my beginning. You are my end. You are my life. I am excited. I am joyful. I am blessed. I am healed. I am whole in the name which is above every other name. The name, the name, the name of Jesus, my Lord, my God, my Savior, my King, my Redeemer, the lover of my soul in Jesus' name. Well, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah.